Here at Siren Soapbox, we believe that if you wait until something is perfect to share it, then the world may never see it. This episode isn't our best work, but we sure are proud that we put ourselves out there. We are lifelong learners and explorers, and we lead by example. We want our early work to be proof of that. We've learned and grown so much over the last year, and if you're new here, we invite you to listen to our show starting with the most recent episode, then work your way back. You are not alone, because there is strength in sisterhood. No one knows that better than Annie, Becky, Jess, Lauren, Mary, and Tracy. Six lovely sirens who have been through the storms of life and help one another through the other side. Join them in this safe space to unwind with these uniquely minded women as they sound off on a different topic each week with some tips and tricks for everyday quandaries along the way. They don't always agree, but they will always love each other. Now, let's dive into another amazing episode of the Siren Soapbox. Hello and welcome back to Siren Soapbox. If you guys caught last week's episode, we discussed the secret. That was quite a passionate episode. I suggest you check that out. And each of the sirens had to try and manifest something the following week. So for tonight's episode, we are reporting back to see if anybody had anything manifest. I did not. I went in my smartwatch to work with my insurance renewal or my whatever incentive program. Yeah, it doesn't work. They still haven't gotten that. Well, I still feel like you could find a workaround for that, Becky. I'm not convinced that that doesn't work. Yeah, I reached out for them, to them, and there's actually a little widget or a little program that is embedded in the software for the to work. Mm-hmm. So I have not had found a workaround available. And, and the people other- who read it say no. Well, if other surprising news, I am also not a million dollars richer. I am shocked and appalled. And um, Rhonda Byrne, if you're out there listening to this, I will send you my Venmo if you want to fix that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I didn't say this before, but I need to say it now. If it manifests later on, you have to give us an update. No matter what. (laughs) Yes. If Rhonda Byrne Venmo's me a million dollars, I'll let you know. Okay. <laughs> um, I it still don't have my strawberry rhubarb pie, but here's the thing, friends. There's no time. I have just not believed hard enough in the pie. I haven't smelled it and tasted it and uh, decided that my mouth is watering for because it's right in front of me. And the universe will make it appear when I decide to believe that it's really going to happen. That's what I think. But here's an interesting thing that did happen. Oh, uh, yeah. Let's hear about we this. Were, we were up at, at Dean's place. And actually, I don't remember if I was there or not. But um, Dean pulled out this alcohol that his friend from Scotland brought him from Scotland. What's the flavor of that? It's rhubarb and ginger gin. It's ginger rhubarb gin. Ooh. So it's not exactly strawberry rhubarb pie or whatever it is you wanted but 
I can't tell you the last time I heard the word rhubarb. And so he sent me a message telling me they were drinking the ginger rhubarb gin. I'm like, wait a minute. You're drinking <laughs> rhubarb. That's anyway. funny. It's also, uh, that's pretty cool that it happened for you, but it's also on an island, not anywhere near me. So there's a. Fix that. Oh, you're right. So Mary brought up that you live on an island. Do you still have to bring it up? <laughs> she does. I think I'm clear. Okay. Oh, right. Wait, so you live on an island in the Caribbean? What? I, do. I didn't know. And I like turtles. <laughs> Annie, so, wouldn't that kind of classify as, what were, was it the confirmation bias? Confirmation bias. bias. Yeah. It's like noticing things when you haven't noticed them before, but they were around you and now, now you notice them. I'm gonna Although, I'm going to. Pandas. <laughs> now you're going to see gonna, them everywhere. I'm going to go out on a limb. I see. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and say that there was no rhubarb anything on St. Croix before this. Ever. No one had ever heard of a rhubarb. <laughs> you not know. The Tracy. I know, I know that I'm hanging out with a bunch of magic killers. What's wrong? <laughs> <laughs> not me. I believe in the universe. So I wanted to manifest that um, I would have a job writing and I do not have an actual job writing. However, um, one of you mentioned that you wanted to read a book that I wrote about happiness because I'm ridiculous when it comes to that topic. And so I decided to start a new blog and um, it is bringing me so much joy, but I do think that that will be the path toward manifesting that job writing and i just want to get paid to write something anything so we'll see what happens with that it may not have happened in a week but i do believe i'm on the pathway so that's kind of how i feel about what i wanted to manifest because i wanted to manifest our first paying job with our drone business and uh did not get anything but i spent a lot of time this week getting the website ready and everything so i'm like okay we're we're that much closer so Eventually, hopefully it'll lead there, but not this week. And for Jess, I have hers. Um, if you will remember, she was kind of waffling back and forth on one thing she wanted to manifest, but didn't commit to it at the very end. But uh, the reason, um, well, just, just listen, you'll figure out what happened. So I don't know if it is... Uh, manifesting or if it is confirmation bias as Annie called it but I am going to Hawaii I'm so freaking excited um, <clears throat> basically the mayor of Kauai has a uh, revised quarantine that uh, Ben and I are going to be doing and we just kept uh, stalking the uh, Kauai News and found out about a revised program that was being sent for approval and it came through a couple days ago and um, yeah, everything just seems to be working out. So, uh, so freaking excited about this, but yes, uh, the dream 15th anniversary trip is happening. Yay! Yay. I'm so jealous. I can't believe she gets to go to Hawaii awesome. again. Oh, I know. <laughs> 
That was the one thing that I thought definitely wouldn't happen because I've been kind of following for a couple of months now because she keeps saying, I'm going to go, I'm going to go. And I'm like, it's looking like they're not letting anybody in. And I just, I can't believe that I'm happy for. That's great. Jealous. That's awesome. It's bittersweet because that is one step closer to another friend moving away to an island. <laughs> Are they doing like research while they're there? I think they're looking at homes. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's, yeah, what was her, it was a three-year timeline, and she's at least she's a on year her. and a half in. Mm-hmm. So I think they were kind of scoping out huh. where they were going to live and all the things. Damn, that's exciting. Good for them. I know. I can't wait to go visit her. I kind of want all my friends to live on one island, but I guess it's nice that they're spread out. Because then mean, I can visit could... multiple islands. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we could totally, like, go in and buy our own private island. That would be if awesome. Annie's a million dollars. Rhonda, make it happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, I am going to be, I'm going to have an endless supply of money at some point. I just haven't, I don't have it yet. Um, but when I do, that is the plan. That's like the master plan is to have like just a big ass, um, like a fucking commune. Well, grow everybody's movie. moving. And I will totally be you. on the commune with you. I'm totally down for that. I love it. Everybody's leaving. And that makes me lonely, which well, reminds me coming. of tonight's topic. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come eventually. Nice segue. Thank you. <laughs> oh, is it my turn? <laughs> sure forgot. to pass it off to you. <laughs> I forgot that I uh, was introducing the topic tonight. So anyway, a dear friend of mine who also happens to be a fan of the show, which, of course, we call our suds. So she's a sud. Uh, she asked if we could discuss the topic of being alone um as usual if anybody crosses a line we have a safe word and that is Mango. um you know because there could be some i mean this could be uh confrontational anyway i found myself Um, grappling with being alone after my divorce in 2014. And it, it was suddenly I went from living in a home with four other people to being by myself 50% of the time because my I was going through a divorce and my daughter spent 50% of their time with their dad. So I don't think I was very good at being alone at that time, um, but the good news for me and for anyone else who feels that way, we can teach ourselves to be good at or to like anything. So what I did, I'm not kidding you guys, I was so like distraught about all of this alone time that I had that I literally one time Googled things I can do by myself. I was just like at a loss, you know, you, you find yourself going down this rabbit hole and then, you know, you just got to kind of, you got to think happy thoughts to get yourself out. So I have a couple of things that I learned from my 
I'm a, I'm alone journey. And one of those is get a hobby. Lucky for me, I found scuba diving before my BFF moved to an island. It's the second time I said it tonight. <laughs> and so that was a hobby I had. And I, I really connected with other people there, with other divers. So I made friends with people who like the same thing that I like. Get a friend. That's my second piece of advice. If you don't have a friend, find one. You can use an app called Meetup. They're not sponsoring us in any way, shape, or form. However, you can find groups of people that like to do the things that you like to do. You should have a friend. If you, you There's no reason for you to feel alone or to be alone unless you truly want to be. Um, challenge yourself to learn something new. I have recently been dabbling in the art of clay earrings. I mean, you just don't know what teaching yourself new can lead to. Um, if you're single, but you don't want to be single, then go on a date. In fact, go on all of the dates. That should be fun for you. And if it's not, we can chat about that. That's a whole nother episode. And lastly, my last piece of advice is fall in love with yourself. Cook yourself a delicious meal. You're worth it. Take yourself out um, take yourself out to a movie by yourself. Oh my God, that is so much fun. Take a bubble bath. Treat yourself to 10 minutes of meditation. Whatever you do, fall in love with yourself. That's the number one thing that you can do when you're alone. And oh, in my opinion, and now it's on to Tracy Cole. Would like to say if you go meet up all these people and go on all the dates, Soapbox is not responsible for you getting mugged or hurt or killed. The end. <laughs> wow. We're going to bring it down, Elsie. <laughs> she said we weren't just to be so. Just to be clear, that little announcement was from Elsie, not from... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mom. So when we first started talking about doing this topic... Um, I was unclear if we were talking about being lonely or being alone. I thought we were talking about being lonely, which in, from my perspective is very different from being alone. The only times I can think of in my life that I felt lonely, I was with someone else while I was feeling lonely. Um, I, I enjoy spending time by myself. So when I'm alone, I don't typically feel lonely. The time in my life that I felt the most lonely or alone in a lonely way was actually right toward the end of a relationship that had turned physically abusive. And it was the night that it became abusive that I felt this way. Um, and I was afraid. And I remember that I climbed underneath my bed and this person was trying to get me out from under the, my bed. And I had a phone. I think it was a flip phone. Anyway, sidebar. I think you might be right. It's a long time ago. So I got the phone and I tried calling my, my brother. Um, and he didn't answer. And that moment when I snapped the phone back shut, I gave up. And I thought I was just going to die. And that is the moment in my life that I felt the most alone in a lonely way. Um, yeah, so it's with I'm with it's when I'm with people 
not when I'm by myself. But what can you do? Um, after that was over, I realized that I had left a lot of myself behind in the course of that relationship. And what was really important to me was to reconnect with myself. And I did that very purposefully. So some of the things that I did to connect with myself, which like Mer said, love yourself. I think that's the most important thing um, is I went hiking a lot. And at first I would listen to music while I was hiking and I found that I just wanted silence. I wanted to hear birds and leaves crunch and all of those things while I was hiking. But um, that really helped me to reconnect with myself. Um, writing is also something that helps me to connect with myself. And I started a gratitude practice that I continue um, even now. And it's grown and changed over time. But every day I write a list of five things that I'm grateful for. And it's really hard to feel sad or alone if you're thinking about the things for which you're grateful. And I find that that one practice for me is the best thing to keep me from feeling lonely or alone. That's it. You got Annie. Yeah. So I would like to start just to say I'm so sorry that happened to you, but I'm glad that you've used that to become the strong person you are today. I think that really shows to everyone who meets you that you're the strong person. Um, so my first experience with living alone was when I was 20. Um, so in college, I got an apartment by myself. And I never struggled with being alone, but I think I struggled with the societal concept of being alone because society, in my opinion, tends to say, you know, if you're alone, you're going to be lonely. And that's when loneliness happens. So I always thought, you know, oh, I must just be lonely. And so I think it took something, you know, also going out with a huge crowd of people I didn't know um, to really feel lonely and realize what loneliness was and that's not at all what I had been feeling uh, so I think really understanding not just assuming you're lonely because you know society tends to encourage us to go meet more people but to really figure out what your balance is of what you need um, and I think the greatest part about living alone and kind of going through that is loving yourself absolutely getting to know yourself you get to know yourself so well and part of that is knowing when you need other people around um and that when you reach out everybody's always willing to you know hang out with you talk with you whatever um because i always also worry that you know maybe i'm bothering someone i don't want to reach out i don't want to bother them today um but really flipping that to know that everybody likes societal connection we all need it um, and it's something that's great that you can reach out at any point. So really taking that time to get to know yourself, absolutely, hobbies are wonderful. I can entertain myself for probably years. Um, but at the same time, like knowing that, hey, look, I, you know, I need to go talk to some people. Um, I just feel like I want to be around others and then recognizing where you need to do that and then figuring out how's best for you and just absolutely enjoying the journey. And next up, we have Becky. I, like Tracy Cole, struggled with, you know, misinterpreting the topic initially about being lonely versus being alone. And there is a big difference between the two. Um, I love being alone. I love the solitude. I need the solitude. I need my alone time to feel well. Um, 
I got bullied a lot as a child. I did not have friends until I was really, I did not know what a true friendship was until I was in college, until I was in my teenage years or your late teens, early twenties. So for me, I spent a lot of time alone and I value that time. And like Annie said, you know, learning that, 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 that time when you need to be around people so you're not being lonely is, is key. Um, I can, I too can entertain myself for hours and I have not, I've never really understood people who struggle with being alone with their thoughts. Because for me, it is the most cathartic experience. I really figure out what it is that I need, what it is that I'm feeling, what it is that I'm grateful for, what it is that makes me tick, and how to better care for myself and and figure out what it is that brings me joy. So... In that aspect, I struggle in in suggestions for people who struggle with being alone. Um, That being said, I am very rarely ever truly alone. I have animals. I am always around other beings. Um, It's not just me going and taking a hike in the woods by myself. It is not me just sitting on the couch thinking, oh, my God, I'm all by myself. Because I do have my animals here. Um... I have a ton of plants now and they, they too, you know, being around other living organisms definitely does not make me feel like I am alone. Um, so maybe that would be a suggestion for someone who is struggling with being alone. Um, and like, um, I can't remember if it was Mary or Tracy that suggested, you know, going out and being by yourself, going to a movie by yourself. For me, that is hugely challenging, and I find that I experience a lot of self-growth. Challenging myself to go somewhere alone without the comfort of that social expectation of being in a group of people um, to somewhere that I'm not comfortable with. And you learn you learn a lot that way. And you get the opportunity that you wouldn't ordinarily have meeting other people because you're not with a group, you're by yourself, and so you're more likely to strike up a conversation. So that's that's kind of a very back and forth two cents on my soapbox. So now we get to hear from Jessica in her absence while she is on a plane to Hawaii. I am not sure if I have mentioned before, um, but I did go to school in South Carolina. Go Gamecocks. Yay! Um, But I was, uh, when I went to school, it was a pretty big um, change for me. I was about eight hours away from home, um, didn't know anybody going there previously, so... I did make some friends and <clears throat> I would make the same decision again. I wouldn't change anything about it. It was a wonderful experience. Um, but most of my friends that I made there were close to home. So they were actually able to 
go home on the weekends and things like that. And that was, um, you know, hard for me because I wasn't able to do that. So I did get pretty lonely at time with all my friends being, um, not there. And, um, you know, I had to kind of learn to combat loneliness on my own. Um, just being, being alone and not having, um, you know, Ben was eight hours away. My family was eight hours away, but I would just do things like, you know, studying. And when I got studying done, I would reward myself with things like going to, things like, going to get, um, going out to eat by myself or, um, going to just get like ice cream by myself or things like that. So, um, it's hard, but you just kind of have to sometimes learn, um, ways to reward yourself or, um, treat yourself when you're feeling lonely that, um, might be a good reward that you don't always allow yourself um, to kind of help yourself get over it. I did my best. (laughs) Cut out. My phone stopped, but we got to hear Jess. So that's the important thing. Um, And yeah, Tracy, I didn't know that about you. And thank you for, your bravery and sharing that with people. Cause I really think that's, that's going to help somebody. Um, I hope, you know, we're all actually definitely... the, it's actually the first time I've ever shared that story in a public forum. Wow. I don't think I've heard that either. And yeah, I didn't call out, but thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I guess, I'll do my quick two minutes. Um, I'll time myself. And uh, let me say that now I typically like being alone as a mom, even of just, you know, one kid and a bunch of fur babies. There's rarely a moment I even get to use the restroom alone (laughs) and uninterrupted. Um, But alone time means that you get to do all the things that you want to do without distractions or worries like, you know, art projects or dyeing your hair or mani-pedi, bubble bath, things like that, or a rom-com, things you've been putting off, uh, eat a pint of ice cream without having to share, things like that. Um, (laughs) And then as a military wife, a lot of days are spent alone, too. Um, If, you know, Connor's at school or visiting his grandparents, I'd have to come up with fun things to do. And even just, you know, being with a kid and not around somebody your own age, you need to try and find ways to connect with adults. Um, But we'd always try and schedule something fun to look forward to, to help pass the time. Um, The planning parts always fun too. Um, So like camping, horseback riding, zip lining. Um, And when I was younger, mainly like college age, I guess um, I was quite the opposite. I would do things to try and avoid being alone. Um, Like for instance, dorming with my bestie from high school. And there's a reason why they say not to dorm with your bestie from high school. 
Um, and she was in a very, very small engineering college. So she had one class that she was with and she got very tight knit with those people. And I was in the liberal arts campus and they're like one class I had over a hundred kids in this class. So you never even see the same person twice or sit next to the same person twice. It was hard to make friends with anybody. So then I started feeling very alone because she is off and hanging out with these people she had more in common with, with that program. So, or she'd bring them along and I'm sitting there, I can't talk about engineering stuff. So just kind of out of the loop and feeling lonely, even amongst a bunch of people. Um, and even when I started doing dive master, that was with somebody from work. So, and that was, we were both forced to, to do that, but it kind of, I feel that that stunts you from trying to meet new people. So getting comfortable with yourself and forcing yourself to go out and do things. And just in doing that, you meet new people. Um, I did a retreat and I was all by myself. I didn't want to go. I almost ran away when I got to the doorsteps and uh, I, I did it. And then I ended up continuing on and I've made 12 new friends that I call sisters now. So had I not been comfortable in being alone and trying to figure out who I really am, I wouldn't have had that experience. So that helps. But we can open the floor. Did you say you wanted to talk about engineering things? No, 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 I don't. <laughs> oh, I thought you said that you were dying to talk about engineering right? things with Annie. That's what I heard. I don't even know what y'all talk about. Like liquid <laughs> sand. What was your... <laughs> sure. Was that it? Yeah, we can talk about liquid sand. Mm -mm. I tried to read your <laughs> dissertation and I struggled because I needed to look up probably eight or ten words in the first paragraph. <laughs> And yeah, <laughs> that's how I felt. I tried to read one of Annie's. You had something published one time and I tried to read it because I love you and I was going to support you. And I felt dumb. I was like, I did feel dumb. What the fuck am I reading? <laughs> I had a couple of people actually read it through and they were like, it was interesting. Like, <laughs> I did yep. not see any grammatical errors on the entire thing. <laughs> That's what I started looking for, just grammar, because I knew the grammar, not the words, <laughs> the concepts, but the grammar I understood. <laughs> In case any of our suds are missing the point here, Dr. Annie is a genius, and it's hard to follow some of her her literature. No, <laughs> I just spent six her years in a doctoral literature. program. Yes. Yeah, to be clear. She's very... Um, She's extraordinarily intelligent. Yeah. I just learned the lingo after six years. It took me six years. And then they're like, all right, you got it. <laughs> you said big words. You're good. <laughs> so, um, Mer, I know we're not going to mention specifics about the particular um, request to have this topic, but is there anything we could talk about in particular that might be helpful? Yeah. So she's in a situation similar to to what I was in, and she's finding herself. She's going through a divorce, and she's finding herself um, with all of this time on her hands without her daughter. And I think that's part of the struggle, too, which is hard for most of us to relate to on this call because Elsie and I have children. Um and I've been divorced, Elsie hasn't, but that's, she never, she left her child for the first time, like 
two years ago to girl to go on girls trip with me and some of my girlfriends for like two nights camping or whatever. And she did it again the following year, but between those two years, she didn't leave her daughter again. So now she's in a situation where she doesn't have her like every other weekend and she's really struggling with this. Like what does she do to fill her time? I think that making a list when she is feeling the most frazzled, when she has her daughter, where she is feeling like she is totally out of time, like she doesn't have enough time to do anything. I think that's the best time to think of things, what you would do if you had free time. Yeah, I agree with that. And I also found that since my my situation is very similar to hers, I learned that my time without my children was my, that was my reset button. That was my time to do things for me. So like you said, if you're, you know, think things that you want to do, I actually did make a list of things that I wanted to do by myself. And I did them when I didn't have the girls. I would get up on a Saturday morning and I would go find a coffee shop that I'd never been to. And I would sit down and I would either like journal something or I would read a book or whatever in a new coffee shop. I just had to find things to do that, made me feel whole without anyone else. I mean, it, it, it was at the time about my daughters, but I think it or about not being with my daughters, but it goes much deeper than that. I, when you, I, it's not about just not having time with your kids. It's about having time for yourself, I guess is what I'm getting, what it comes down to. What I'm and, trying to say. I think going hand in hand with what you said, and this is something that I don't think you mentioned tonight, but I know you've mentioned multiple times in the past. The time you have your girls, you're able to focus on them more. You're yeah. able to devote your undivided attention that you weren't able to do necessarily before because you had them all the time. So you were trying to split your attention between the kids and the chores and all of the things that you were trying to get done. And now that time is more precious to you and you're more focused and able to do more things with the girls that you weren't able to do before. We can have a whole episode on how divorce has made me a better parent. (laughs) I love your co-parenting. You guys have a fantastic co-parenting arrangement. Yeah, we figured it out. We've definitely figured it out. Being a mother is such a selfless thing that to then have time by yourself feels foreign and weird. And so I, I hope that she understands that what she's feeling is, is I'm sure, really normal and that lots of other people have felt that way. But um, reconnecting with herself and learning about who she is and what brings her joy outside of other people uh, might be a really important thing for her to to concentrate on now. And the more she fills herself up, the more she'll have to give to her kids when she's with them. Very true. There's a there's an online course called the Science of Well Being, and it's uh it's the most popular course taught at Yale. And it's taught by Professor Lori Santos, and it's free. And 
maybe if she enjoys that kind of thing or if anybody who feels lonely enjoys that kind of thing, um, maybe just really looking at and understanding what it takes to make us feel well and be happy, um, maybe that would be a way she could use some of her time to get to know herself better. That's a good idea. That was a lot of my journey was figuring out yeah, it wasn't just that I had all this alone time now. It was, well, what truly makes me happy? Because I can sit here and be miserable, which I spent my fair share of time doing, <laughs> and then realize that that was not productive. But it, it is, like Annie said, enjoying the journey. It's a lot of fun figuring out who you are and what you like and what you don't like. And it's a lot of fun to try things for the first time and say, you know, either say, oh, I can't wait to, the, to do that again or <laughs> thank God I did that once, but never again. Like the uh, night dive I did with you, Becky, one year. <laughs> that was dumb. Or like the pelagic magic dive that Annie and I did in Hawaii. Yeah. I don't know that I would do that again. Oh, I would do that again. It would I probably would too. The second time though, it would freak me out, but it was amazing. Yeah. The night dive I did with Tracy and St. Croix, I will do that again. It's an amazing night dive, and it can be scary to do things that are new to try to figure out what you love. But um, it's also kind of fun to learn to like the fear a little bit. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Sure, I agree with that. I, I absolutely agree with that because that's what I was saying when, you know, you, you, it's a, a challenge to yourself. You have to challenge yourself to step outside of your comfort zone, but that's where you grow. And I think that like everybody else has kind of echoed is the, you know, stepping out of this comfort zone to try new things, to be brave, to be scared but that's that's where the magic happens and you learn more about yourself um you know i i think we've kind of briefly touched on it i know tracy mentioned the um what was it the wellness class um yeah it's called the science of well-being science of well-being you know taking a class there are so many options now for free online classes um, hobbies, meetup groups, things that you wouldn't normally do. Um, and something else that I found being alone is, Hey, your space is your own now. What do you, what are you going to do with it? Uh, you can Marie Kondo the hell out of that shit. Um, Annie, I know takes, uh, her inspiration from watching hoarders. I do love Hoarders. <laughs> that is my favorite show. Really Not helps really. you to clean out stuff. <laughs> it does. I use that in college all the time. My roommate would be like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm watching Hoarders. And she's like, ooh. Because then I would watch it for like an hour and just clean the shit out of our apartment. Oh, yeah. That's what I do, too. I watch that and I'm like, ew. Then I notice every little <laughs> gross thing in my home. Like, oh my God, there's dirt over there. Am I a hoarder? I'm going to clean it up. (laughs) (laughs) So you can totally use that as inspiration and energy to, you know, or direction to make your your space your own. Yeah, I I, um, 
Mark and I met a couple of years ago and we're madly in love with each other, but we have really no desire to live together because we both love having our own spaces. It's just nice to, you know, come home and have your own space. I don't know. Like you said, you can do whatever you want with it. It's mine. I don't have to answer to anybody and do whatever I want with it. Rearrange. Get rid of everything. Purge. I'm purging now and paint the walls orange. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah, I need to, I actually do have a, a nice, not as bright as an orange as you have, but I do have a nice orange color that I've picked out for my walls. I wanted to say something. Oh, yeah. Speaking of doing things that scare you and Elsie's, uh, Elsie's disclaimer about the, uh, not supporting, I don't know what you said, doing not supporting meeting people offline or online, offline. Dating. I'm okay. Do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. We're not, we're not endorsing this so that nobody comes back and sues us. (laughs) Yeah. I don't want to get sued. It's no fun. Well, yeah, you have been sued. That's a fun thing. People don't know about Tracy Cole. She's been sued twice. Gotta learn more. I was gonna say that's gonna be earmarked for a future conversation. <laughs> so I went on a lot of dates when I was single, and I told Tracy Cole about almost all of them before I would go, so that she was like my silent alarm. That's how we played it safe. So if you're looking for some dating advice in that arena, yeah. alert somebody and check in with them. And I would tell people that I'm out on the date with. I'm like, I gotta check in with Tracy Cole. <laughs> Or else she'll know that I'm dead and uh, <laughs> you're the last person I went out with. By the way, she has your phone number. Exactly. <laughs> and your address. And your Facebook profile. <laughs> and everything yeah. I know about you. Absolutely. <laughs> just in case. Just in case I don't come home tonight. We have totally <laughs> cyberstalked. So if I don't check in at regular intervals, um, there might be a problem. The cops might show up. Yeah. Yeah, I think we all have a pretty, a pretty good grasp on that. So I think most women do. So if you're new to the dating game, Google it. How to be safe when meeting strangers on the internet. You know, Becky, you said that you didn't, you didn't like meet a true friend until you were in college. And I feel like that, I don't know how that makes me feel for you. I feel kind of sad about that for you. I have one friend. It's just one though, that I've known since I was in the fifth grade. And I, she knows like everything about me. And I can't imagine not having that person in my life. You know, friends in second grade and it's the same. I will say I did have a best friend. I did have my best friend growing up. Um, her family moved away. They moved to like Texas or something. And this was dating myself, pre-cell phones and all the things. So I lost touch with her over the years. Like I, I totally lost touch with her and she had a very common last name. So like Jen Smith or something. Yeah. I could not (laughs) find her after multiple attempts. And yeah, so she was really my only friend and, um, yeah, birthdays are really hard for me. I remember there was 
one particular instance when I had a birthday party and invited everyone in my grade, and one person showed up, and that was not my best friend. Aww, Becky, that makes me want to cry and hug you. So, I did hold that against her because she was supposed to be there. And things would have gone differently, I think, for me, personally, if she had showed up. Never did get an explanation for that. Also, I might be a little drunk. I have drank most of my sake bottle. I never got an explanation for that. Anyway, I might do rambling, so just cut me off at any point that I just go off topic. But, yeah, I had, I was, I am 5'11". I grew very tall very quickly. I towered over everyone when I was a child. I did not understand social norms, nor did I understand people in general when I was a kid. Does any kid really, though? And I was weird. I was the weird tall girl that had horses when... I was in my very conservative Catholic school, and I got made fun of mercilessly. I absolutely hated life. And when I my parents got divorced, I moved to Hillsborough when I was in grade school, and my mom decided to move us to the country thinking things would be better for us. And yeah. Um, thinking, okay, I'll make friends that have horses and things will be better for me because that was whatever reason, the topic that everybody made fun of me for is that I had horses. So Uh, she was like, I'll just move you to where there's more kids with horses. Yeah. Turns (laughs) out I was just socially awkward and an easy target. Things did not get better for me there. So yeah, I was bullied a lot. To the point where, to escape the bullying at high school, I graduated as a sophomore in college from high school because I took the post-secondary action in order to get away from high school. Uh, Best decision. Good for you for not dropping out. So, yeah. um, Things got better for me for there. And I... (laughs) You know what? Drunk rambling Becky is my favorite. (laughs) here's the thing about that all of these things and this is this is is actually on topic for tonight's discussion all right what to do when you are being alone yeah as a you know again dating myself as a teenager i would get on my horse and i would literally pack a lunch i would leave in the morning and i would be back before dark hey becky i just want to pause for a second that doesn't really date you. Any person could pack a lunch and hop on a horse and be home by dark today. Same as a teenager. (laughs) 500 years ago. As a teenager with no cell phone, no idea where I am, and absolutely no way of contacting me. That does date me. That does date you. So, yes, I would, I would, I would literally ride county and i made friends with people like farmers so that i could ride on their land as long as i didn't chase their cows <laughs> and close the gates behind me that's funny um were you where... able to keep that promise becky or did you ever just like randomly you can't control the urge and you start chasing cows <laughs> i don't want to get into that crazy cole <laughs> um karma's a bitch because my horse spooked the one time i tried to chase the cows 
and threw me off, and then I had to chase my horse down. So that is a true story that did happen, and that was the last time I chased the cows. I totally thought that there was no way in the world you would actually chase a cow when I asked that question, so that's really funny. You were wrong. Of course she chased a cow. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I remember it, like. It was, oh my god that's it was yesterday our, that's got to be on one some of our merch don't, <laughs> don't chase the cows close the gate behind you but you know here's the thing about that i learned to be alone i learned to love myself for who i am and it has made me the person i am today and that is i know who i am i know what i want sometimes sometimes i struggle but that you got to take the risks. You got to be fearless. You got to be yeah. okay being being who you are. And, well, and that's why I go back to if you're single and don't want to be single, go on all the dates. You have to be okay with um you have to be okay with getting hurt a little bit, I think, when you're on when you're dating. You do, but I I think sometimes if you start going on all the dates too soon, then you forget to get to know yourself. And instead, you start becoming the person that will make the people you're dating happy. Actually, I 100% agree with that. And I don't think that I would be in like this healthy relationship with Mark if I wasn't in love with myself first. That's very true. Your your voice is really quiet, Marhanj. Is this better? Oh, I love it. That's very sexy. <laughs> so I need Give to me more. Give me more. Hot dogs. <laughs> this, is a, this is a whole different way to not feel alone. <laughs> I was going to, I was, uh, interestingly enough, I was going to mention when we were listening to Jess's recording that she could have a whole different career doing something else because She's got yeah, like she the whole does thing. have that uh, that soothing, that breathy, slow talking voice that she could make money with. I think. So, yeah, but yeah. I feel like she sounds even more quieter when she's recording her stuff. Like she's in her bathroom at home saying this because she doesn't want the voice <laughs> to hear or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and who was it earlier that brought up the masturbation topic of things to do when being alone? <laughs> I think that I was think you that, right now. No, that was <laughs> not first, me. That was Tracy Cole. First, no, okay, I never used that word. That's the exactly first time right. That word has been used. <laughs> Come on, let's call it what it is, ladies. I mean, that's your Hint, hint. That is something that you you can and probably should do alone. You should. We know were parts of your body. We Girl, were your talking voice is about. Seriously, quiet. What's going on with your microphone? I wonder if I have the volume turned down on it or something. That's better. I don't know what you did, but it's better. I got closer to it. That's good. So in case you couldn't hear me before, it's super important to know your body. So yeah, that is definitely an activity that you should take part in when you're alone. Agreed. And I can make recommendations if anyone wants to know where they should start. So the reason this topic came up at the beginning was because we were saying we should reword the question of the week so this doesn't come up. And you made it happen. Wow. Oh, I missed that part. So it doesn't come up, and then Becky was like, what about masturbation? (laughs) I'm going to spit my water out my nose. (laughs) 
You don't, you don't have to be alone to do that. No, you don't. That's true, Tracy. You can do that with people around. <laughs> Depending on the location, it may or may not be okay. <laughs> Elsie is shaking her head and trying to, <laughs> trying to figure out how to get control of the situation. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Um, I had a serious question to ask. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just oh, kidding. No. no, I didn't. Oh, Becky, you said that you have a, I know that this is probably opening up fucking pandora's box oh i know what are you doing right <laughs> now <laughs> Becky. all right hold on hold on I let me get another me, drink let me go let me go back to lc hey lc what's your favorite rom-com to watch when you're alone oh my god Wait, i don't what i don't know why i said that <laughs> Oh, what is that? Me. A romantic, a romantic comedy. comedy. She oh, was like, okay. I was like super surprised actually that you <laughs> said that. I was like, well, what is it? What does she watch? It's not me. <laughs> All right. So let's go in alphabetical order, starting from Tracy backwards. And let's tell everybody what your favorite thing to watch is when you need to laugh. Oh, <laughs> Friends and Seinfeld. It's actually all I watch, whether I want to laugh or not. That's the only thing I watch ever. <laughs> oh, and Sex in the City. So I like to watch um, either Bob's Burgers or Brooklyn Nine-Nine when I need to laugh. Um, Elsie. Oh, gosh. Uh, Jim Carrey's pretty funny. Anything mm -hmm. he's in. Um, trying to think of what I... Oh, I watch Rhett and Link on um, YouTube. They always make me uh, smile. I haven't heard of them, so I'll just check them out. Rhett and Link. All right, Becky, I don't what do you watch? watch TV. So, what do you do when you need to laugh? Uh, hmm. Watch any really shows. There's no show that you watch ever. Because I don't own a TV. I watch it on my tablet. Honestly, I have a TV, which is my nephew's old one from his bedroom when he bought a new one that's bigger and better, um, just because everyone felt sorry for me because I didn't have a TV. Um, yeah, I don't watch things to entertain myself. Hmm. Um, that's weird. Do you listen to, like, stand-up comedy or anything? I mean, oh, to be TikTok. Honest, well, TikTok is, is, is delightful. Does that um, make you laugh? No, not really. Hey, Honestly, pause. Every time... Annie, what makes you laugh? Well, you're killing me. I was just going to say, here lately, anytime I needed a pick-me-up, I listen to our fucking podcast. Oh, and hey, nice. look, bingo, I'm hitting all the buttons today. I said fuck. You are fire. Oh, Annie. All right. Mary said that first, though. Oh, damn it. I missed it. Annie, what makes you laugh? What do you do when you need to laugh? Uh, I would do with Bob's Burgers. I love that. Show. Yes. What? I didn't hear. Bob's Burgers. Oh. Bob's Burgers is hilarious. All right. Everybody stand. I want everybody to be quiet for just a minute and listen to this joke my mom sent me. What do you call a sad cow? Moody. 
And hold on. Here's one more. <laughs> They're all fucking cow jokes. All right. We're losing all of our subscribers right now. What do you get from a pampered cow? Spoiled milk. Spoiled milk from a pampered cow. All right. Whatever. I laughed out loud when I read these. <laughs> one last one. What do you what what kind of milk do you get from a short cow? Skim milk. Condensed milk. Ah. Oh. So now that we've officially lost all of our audience, <laughs> hitting Mary Hodge, those are good. Whatever. They're corny. Fuck you all. <laughs> that for controversy. We're still friends though, right? Oh, that was super quiet. Let me say it more clearly. Fuck all of you. <laughs> now we're back. Now we're back to the topic of masturbation. <laughs> Well, that is but we're still friends. <laughs> but Becky, you're right. Any... Podcast is a good one. I like that yeah. one. Yeah, that is a good one. I I really enjoy listening to our podcast as well. I need to listen to last week still. It makes me laugh going back and listening to it later. Me, me. I catch things that I missed the first time and didn't laugh at, and I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> my sister every time I listen to it I'm like oh I don't I don't this is like a brand new episode because I don't fucking remember anything that too <laughs> there are times I think I black out I'm like oh god get ready for what you're gonna say <laughs> like oh shit what did I say then but I totally feel your pain um I'll give a shout out because I don't know if she's continuing to listen but my mom's been listening lately too hi mom <laughs> <laughs> well, do we have anything else that we want to cover tonight? Or do you think we have pretty much wrapped it up? Wrapped. That's how I say it. I would just like to say, in case, in case you missed, every single one of us, in one way or another, said self-care. Mm-hmm. Ladies, take care of yourselves. And boys. And boys. Boy. And boys, yes. Let's not be sexist. But, you know, going to the female audience, since this is a female that females said we were yeah, responding sure. to. Yes. For sure. Take care of yourself. Know who you are. Figure it out. Love yourself. This is the challenge. Love yourself. You can't love everybody else until you love yourself. It makes can't life love. easier and more interesting can't love anyone else until you love yourself very true there's that topic again what be sure loving yourself this reminds me of the grease too. the um oh gosh the song that they sing in health class when they're talking about pollination reproduction reproduction Baby, give it to me now. Oh, well, you weren't my friend in high school or you would have. (laughs) I made them all watch it. All right. Well, just like this episode was, or the topic for this episode, rather, was suggested to us by one of our suds, we'd love to hear your ideas for topics. So be sure to drop us some comments on the social. Um... Our question of the week, 
to all of our suds, what are some activities you do to feel connected? And Sirens, we will be sure to answer that question as well. And until next time, dive in, stay curious, and be happy. You've been listening to another episode of Siren Soapbox. Before you go, please show your support by subscribing and leaving an honest review for the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Stay connected to the Sirens on Facebook at Siren Soapbox. And if you haven't already, tell your community about the Siren Soapbox so they can join this thriving sisterhood too. Thank you and catch you on the next episode.